What's the gospel? Put it in a sentence. The gospel is the news that Jesus Christ, the righteous one, died for our sins. Rose again, eternally triumphant over all his enemies, so that there is now no condemnation for those who believe, but only everlasting joy. That's the gospel. Welcome to the Pulse Podcast. My name is Toya Akinoso and I am joined by Mike Omaniyi. Um, The Pulse is a platform for our listeners to send us Pulse racing questions regarding the Christian faith and mm. we try as best as possible to unpack these questions. So the question we have for this week is what should a Christian's response be to Kanye West? In case you've been living under a rock for the last three, four, five months or so, Kanye West has kind of famously come out and proclaimed his newfound Christian faith. And in fact, he released an album last week. I'm sure he doesn't need us to promote it. But um, there's been quite a lot of controversy, especially from the Christian circle to his newfound faith. And what we're going to be discussing today is not so much um, whether his conversion is genuine, which we've seen debated online. Um, Quite a lot of people are saying whether it's real or not, if it's just a Kanye phase, if it's just using Christianity as a marketing tool. I don't really think it's fair for us to discuss that. What I am far more concerned with and a bit more worried about and what really, really irks me is that I just don't believe he's being discipled well. We know Kanye West has a lot of pastors around him. And one thing I find quite baffling is that he's been given such a huge platform when he's still very new to the faith. I think if you apply that same um, logic to a, a regular person who comes to a church, um, to think someone could be saved um, for a, a mere month and all of a sudden is now given a platform to preach, we would say that is a huge problem. Whereas when it comes to Kanye West, we seem to give him a pass. So my question for you, Mike, is that what do you think about this whole situation? Hey, Toy. Um yeah, I mean, really interesting comments. I, I kind of disagree with you oh. and agree with you at the same time. Um, and I disagree with you on a, on a what is a semantic point, but also very, very important, which is that, um, I mean, a couple of things. One is that, you know, some people aren't actually into rap, so probably just may not know about who Kanye West is because this is just not their cup of tea. Um, the second thing is, of course, he hasn't been given a platform. Kanye West is pretty much one of the biggest rappers or personalities on the planet. So uh, this isn't a new platform he's been given. People have just always been interested in Kanye West and he's worked hard over the last, <laughs> I guess we might say his career started way before even College Dropout came out in 2004. Um, he was a producer and a beat maker for many, many years before. So he's built up an audience and his life and his commodity really is selling his lifestyle um, and selling his life, as it were, as a rapper, as a as an artist. He takes what he's going through and turns it into art and people consume it. So I think he is different to a normal person who may be given the, the opportunity to preach at... Um, Sunday service. Um, this is a man who's got millions and millions of people hanging on, in the, on on his every word. So when he speaks, it is just a service by virtue of him speaking. And when he goes on Instagram live, you know, thousands tune in uh, by virtue. Now that's not just a semantic disagreement. I think it's actually quite important because whilst we have to recognise his categoric difference in terms of one, what he does for work, uh, and two 
his popularity. It means his discipleship experience, whilst they have to be biblical, may look different to Sally, who just came to church for the first time. It's important that we see Kanye West as no different to any other man. This is very, very important. Because if we don't see him as a normal man, then we will rob him of being seen the way God sees him. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, a good place to look at is the book of Acts. When meeting the Gentile centurion, Cornelius, the apostle Peter explained what God had revealed to him. He said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. This is in Acts 10, 34-35. The New King James Version simply says, God is no respecter of persons because God shows no partiality. Many of Peter's fellow Jews thought that God loved them more than the Gentiles. But Peter came to understand that God does not and did not show favoritism. That God wants all people to repent, all nations to be saved. 2 Peter 3 9 makes this point clearer. This means one thing. The process is the same irrespective of who you are. Kanye needs to be part of a church. He needs to sit under good teaching. He needs to engage in Christian fellowship and have a shared life, right? These are things he must have by virtue of being a Christian because these are things the Bible lets us know keep him anchored and tied down to uh, sound doctrine and sound words. However, I think whilst that's being said, and I hope there's an appreciation for that, um, we should also understand that Kanye West is a music artist who makes a living from publicizing and sharing where he is at and I think it's interesting that the Bible often offers cautionary uh, cautionary notes on new believers and not so much charging them to go out because I think what typically happens with Christians is once you believe you're infilled with this sense of joy and just just so much exuberance that you want to share it with everybody and that's when the word comes in that says okay cool well listen it's great to be exuberant and to have lots of energy but how do you temper that with some wisdom and what's happening with Kanye West is he is growing and he's growing publicly there is nothing wrong with growing publicly however there is something to be said about leading a church I'm aware of Kanye West's Sunday services I've watched a couple of them and I think, having watched them, he has said some very problematic things. He said some very encouraging things. And he said some stuff that's made me think, oh gosh, like this guy is understanding the Bible and he's, and he's preaching an authentic gospel. However, in the same vein, he has said some very problematic things. Now, what's this typical of? This is typical of someone who's growing. When I was younger and growing in the faith, I said some wild things that I hope no one remembers. I also said some probably encouraging things. That whole process, whilst I calibrate and work out and, and vomit out years and years of bad teaching and, and inhale years and years of good teaching, that process takes time. But during that time, 
I am to be sat in front of a pew listening to, sorry, in front of a pulpit in the pew listening to sound doctrine. Not the other way around. I shouldn't be on the pew preaching. Kanye West said some weird things about God showing off or boasting. I can't remember it too, uh, uh, too much. But I think away from Kanye, anyone who is saying things that, 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 that are out of kilter with historical orthodox teaching ought not to be teaching. The Bible lets us know when giving us the qualifications of our overseers that they shouldn't be recent converts because they might become conceited and fall into condemnation. So to put a new or recent convert in front of millions of people and to charge them with preaching and teaching the gospel is very, very wrong. I remember seeing Kanye West preaching uh, or, or speaking, he might have said, about the differences in... in um. In, in, in Catholicism and Mormonism and, and, and you seem to be saying that it doesn't really matter all that matters is that we love Jesus and we proclaim Jesus and I said well it does matter because Mormons have a different Jesus and as do Catholics and this is based on the doctrine of Catholicism and Mormonism Mormonism believe all sorts of different things that that that, that Jesus is the brother of the of Satan and and all these kind of you know like abhorrent teachings if someone doesn't understand the differences, the nuances between all these different things we're speaking about, they're probably not equipped to be teaching yet. So the follow-up question I will then ask you is, what biblically is true discipleship? What does the Bible tell us about how does one disciple a newfound convert? Well, this is great because I'm aware that Kanye West has actually been discipled by a man, I forget his name, but he's a graduate of the master seminary um he, he's a sound guy from what i know from the research i've done I, I forget his name so i know there is some process of discipleship going on and i know that because kanye said some really encouraging things and i think christians should be praying for him and praying that that continues and we really see genuine repentance uh, that he passes various tests that will be put in front of him that, that like, like we should be praying for these things Discipleship is interesting because it's something we speak about at length. I've had many conversations with you about discipleship. Yeah. I think it will be interesting to hear what you think at least some of the tenets of discipleship uh, might be. Because one thing we know is that Jesus spent a long time talking about discipleship. He spent many, many um, uh, 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 sermons most notably in the Beatitudes, but even further on, speaking about what true discipleship is, what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. A disciple is simply someone who follows Jesus Christ, a lifelong committed follower. So, Toya, I, I don't know, what, what are your thoughts are on this? Yeah, um, you, you, you would know. We've had uh, <laughs> quite a few, um, as of late, discussions about what biblically discipleship looks like. Um, in fact, we, ha we had a study on this. Um, Did we? Not too long ago. So it's, almost, it's almost like a pop quiz um, <laughs> as to what we learned. I know there was a few themes that came up. And as you said, Jesus notoriously always mentioned there was like, there was like a criteria which he said, which you must um, fit in order to become a true disciple so what jesus said in, in luke 14 26 he talked about a supreme love of jesus christ you must have in order to be a christian he says if any man come to me and hate not his father mother wife children brethren and sisters 
and his own life also he cannot be my discipleship and i, I think a lot of times when, I, when i've read um, those verses i immediately think okay does that then mean i must hate those things that i love god or is it that i love god just more than these things so i always i'm quite binary in nature so it was almost one or the other what jesus says here was that our love for christ should be so great that all our other loves are hatred in comparison another criteria we're given is matthew 16 24 where jesus says um if ye be my disciple pick up your cross and follow me jesus says you must deny yourself in order to become a disciple um another thing jesus teaches i forget where about it is he talks about a deliberate choosing of the cross in order to become a disciple um that it's not just a byproduct that comes with being a christian but there must be a deliberate choice a decision you make in order to be crucified in the eyes of non-believers and this is something i really see in the life of connie west where in a time where it's frowned upon if you like to become a christian he has deliberately gone out of his way to proclaim the gospel of jesus christ in in the midst of all the criticism or or, or persecution he may have received he still boldly deliberately chooses um in the face of adversity to say i are falling in love with this jesus guy and i'm going to dedicate the rest of my work the rest of my music my marriage all of these things my family and i'm going to deliberately choose to follow christ any other thoughts mike yeah i mean i mean you're, you're getting the gist everything yeah. we're saying now are just jesus's own teachings uh, we are to walk like he walked, yeah. exhibit fruit in Galatians 5.22. We are to have a fervent love for all who belong to him, John 13.35. We are to forsake all and have uh, an unwavering continuance in his words, John 8.31, uh, Luke 14.33. Uh, throughout Jesus' teachings, he's really, really, really preoccupied with helping us not just be folks who would hang around him for bread, as we saw in John 6, but folks who, when he invites in for deeper fellowship, would actually accept his invitation and do life together and have koinonia with him and become lifelong committed followers who sought to imitate, to be imitators of Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian, is to be Christ-like. And as you've said, there are parts of what we're talking about that we see in Kanye West. Mm -hmm. There are encouraging signs. But you see, the example that often comes to mind when it comes to growing in discipleship or growing as a Christian and what a Christian response should be is that when I think about my brother-in-law, when his uh, daughter was learning how to walk, my niece, and what would often happen is the daughter would try to walk and because she was learning, she would fall over. And what he would do was run over to him, her rather, uh, pick her up and say, let's go again, let's try again. And he created a culture and a context and an environment where learning to walk was fun, enjoyable, but also probably going to happen. But, but, but when we create a toxic environment where we are skeptical of every single person's confession of faith and, and we work overtime to pick holes and to find reasons why people aren't really converted, I'm not sure what kind of environment we create. Now, of course, it's God who is the author and finisher of these things. But I think what Christians can do is create a loving environment where we correct and rebuke when things are wrong, but also we encourage and we strengthen and we rejoice yep. when things are right. And by doing that, 
that's an environment where growth may actually be conducive. You know, it's, it's, it's an environment where my niece learned to walk. And I think if Kanye is going to learn to walk in this regard, he also needs Christian brethren who would create such an environment around them that's conducive to learning. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Mike. Thanks for sitting down with us um, every week. And thank you guys for listening as well. In case you want to find out a little bit more about OGGM or about the podcast, make sure to visit our website at www.ourgodgivenmission.com and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Um, if you would like to find out when our next podcast is, <laughs> um, we're going to see you guys next week at Saturday, 7 p.m., where we're going to discuss Christians and social media.